Hey everyone, it's Pacific, again, on a Tuesday. It feels like you just got an episode from me yesterday, doesn't it? I'm here today with a very special episode written by Jeremy Ellett. Jeremy is the creator of Two Flat Earthers Kidnap a Freemason, a satirical dark comedy about secret societies and internet conspiracy culture. Conspiracy-loving flat earthers Randy Dunning and Gail Kruger will do anything to make the next great viral video. They'll even kidnap a Freemason and keep him locked up in their basement until he tells them what the Freemasons are really doing behind closed doors. This show is as zany and as wacky as it sounds, and it is one of my favorite podcasts. So, today I'm very excited to share with you a special episode that Jeremy guest wrote for SCP um, that involves all the weirdness of SCP and all the strangeness of two flat earthers kidnap a Freemason. So brace yourselves for something entirely different. And if you enjoy what you're about to hear, you can find Two Flat Earthers Kidnap a Freemason wherever you listen to podcasts like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and all the other podcatcher apps. I've also left a link to their show in the show notes below, so make sure you check that out after listening to this week's episode. And without further ado, from the mind of Jeremy Ellett. Warning. The Foundation database is classified. Unauthorized access will result in detainment. Within this archive, you'll find the procedures, descriptions, and accounts of the most notorious anomalies we've encountered to date. Secure. Contain. Protect. Liminal Realm Warning Reality displacement caused by overlapping multidimensional temporal rifts have resulted in the creation of a new liminal realm. All persons, locations, objects, and events existing within this new liminal realm will henceforth be filed under SCP-2-F-E-K-A-F. Canonical memories may be displaced or altered. Timelines may be displaced or altered. Previously placed pizza orders may be displaced or altered. Item number F0734 Object Class Euclid Special Containment Procedure F0734 remains contained within insurmountable and uninhabited rural farmlands and desolate highways. Unauthorized access to F0734 is forbidden. Additional deterrents such as quicksand pits and fake roads painted on walls have been strategically placed along the outer rim of F0734. Description F0734 is the collective designation for multiple anomalies occurring within a 13-square-mile region in southwest Missouri. A green sign just outside F0734 reads, Welcome to Ancient Pass. Population, 19,743. At one time staffed entirely by Foundation personnel, individuals now tasked with maintaining and protecting F0734 are autonomous entities, known as locals. A never-ending supply of these locals are created and maintained by media censorship, ingrained fears, 
F-class amnestics and revolving generational cycles. By design, locals will have little to no access to the outside world. This allows them to retain a falsely perceived sense of independence, freedom, and misplaced superiority. After time, they will have little desire to travel or even understand the wider world around them. The anomalous properties of F0734 manifest in a variety of ways, and despite decades of analysis, Foundation researchers have yet to determine if these represent individual anomalies or if they're simply a byproduct of F0734's umbrella of influence. These, in brief, are SCP The Ozark Howler A She-Cat Tamed by the purr of a SCP A practical joke-sized garden gnome colloquially known as Gary, the world's largest garden gnome, and F0734-7, Bobo, the monster of ancient pass, a giant man-eating anteater with a history of terrorizing the locals. For the purposes of this report, we will focus on F0734-7. For more information on SCP- SCP or SCP Please refer to Addendum J Document 0743-C Channel 7 Local Evening News out of Branson, Missouri April 1st 2003 I'm here with a local teen who claims to have had an encounter with Bobo the legendary nine-foot-tall monster anteater of ancient past. You came face-to-face -face with Bobo. That's right. One afternoon, I was out throwing rocks behind the school, just into the weeds or whatever, and I heard this thing go, Right? Like that? So I decided to go check it out. Sounds terrifying. Must have been coming out of that long snout. Yep, Bobo had a long snout. I remember that for sure. And, uh, let's just say that had it not been for my kick-ass cat-like agility, I would not be here talking with you right now. Because next thing I knew, Bobo was chasing me. But, like, she didn't stand a chance because of how I'm so fast and all. Anteaters can go, like, 30 miles per hour, so I was probably going at least 40 or 50. At first I thought I was, like, a dog chasing me, but then I looked back and I was like, nah, that's Bobo. So, residents of ancient past. Is Bobo back? Or is this little kid just lying for attention? Hey! Up next, we're talking to Bill Callahan, the man who claims to have grown the world's largest gourd. Yes, this is the same Bill Callahan who last year falsely claimed to have grown the world's largest squash. I know it's hard to give people such a chance, but... Standard Foundation Protocol calls for a full scrubbing of F0734 from any known media sources. But it was determined that due to the low level of credibility of the witness, this broadcast would be left online as part of the Foundation's ongoing disinformation campaign. To quote Charles Finster, the Foundation's head of compromised communications, no one is going to believe that dumbass little kid.
Addendum MA, document 0743-18. A cell phone recording of someone watching trail cam footage on a computer monitor, uploaded to theweirdwilderness.com on October 11th. No one in ancient past knows how or why a giant anteater came to exist in their town. For many, he's always been there, stalking the back roads, lurking in the shadows of their eye sockets. Left with spiraling leads and questionable witness testimonies, it was determined that further research into the origins of Bobo would be necessary. So, in 2005, a team of six Foundation research personnel were stationed in Angshin Pass and tasked with researching and observing the anomaly known as Bobo. The team quickly bonded over their mutual love for the post-hardcore punk band Brand New and gave themselves the nickname of The Cool Kids Club. Less than three months later, all six members of The Cool Kids Club were found with mutilated faces rotten bloated bellies, and long, blackened and crust-covered gouges crisscrossing their bodies. Addendum HH, document 0743-14. A video cassette. The cassette tape itself was obtained by Foundation Researcher, who'd been participating in the Missouri State Adopt-A-Highway program in his off time. The tape was heavily damaged and had been left discarded on the side of the road. Don't wait. Addiction costs you everything. Come to Doc's drive-thru and get it at a discount. I'm just going to say it. I don't think we brought enough Pop-Tarts. Literally took the words right out of my mouth, dude. Don't take a wrong turn in Wright County. For jail release, dial SCP is Randy Dunning, a.k.a. Randy the Rando. SCP is a Caucasian male with no known anomalous traits, completely unremarkable in every possible way. The following video log tracks SCP's attempt to return to his hometown and document the existence of Bobo, the monster anteater. Are you ready for your big reveal? Fuck yeah, I am. Wait, how did you know about that? Oh, they're gonna be super jealous of you. You've had ten years of growing up and glowing up and dang. I mean, you used to be hot, but now you're hot. I used two T's. Good year. Please don't embarrass me tonight. I won't. 
But I also know these ancient past jerks aren't ready for your jelly. Don't do the thing where you start talking about how proud you are of something I do. For the record, I love your reclaimed junk art. I know. I'm a gifted and talented young man. Just not tonight. Whatever you need. I'm just here for moral support, camera work, and free snacks. Typical trophy wife stuff. Can I still brag about your cute butt? Kale. Okay, okay. I won't bring it up. But if someone else asks about it... Please. I'll just give them a knowing wink. That's it. It's weird how everything looks exactly the same, but also way different. Are we still talking about your butt? No, Gail. I'm obviously not talking about my butt. I'm talking about the trees and fucking landscape and buildings and shit. Oh, right. I know you told me you grew up in the middle of nowhere, but I didn't think you meant literally the middle of nowhere. There's nothing out here but flea markets, gas stations, and apparently the world's largest everything. We've got the world's largest fork and the world's largest spoon. We passed the world's largest toilet paper roll while you were asleep. The world's largest toilet paper What? Is it usable? Because in my opinion, for it to count, it would need to be usable. Where's the world's largest toilet? Google it. <gasps> in frickin' Branson. No way, let me see. Now I want to know where we can find the world's largest shit! <gasps> Illuminated only for a moment by the van's headlights, a hideous blur of hair and legs skitters across the road. Was that like, the world's largest dog? With the longest snout ever? I mean, I believe that all dogs are beautiful creatures worthy of our love and attention, but that one is a stretch. Literally. Gail, that was no dog. That was Bobo. Bobo? Bobo. 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 I still don't think I'm hearing it right. Bobo? Yes, Gail, the monster's name is Bobo. Excuse me, the... the monster? The ancient past monster. Bobo. <gasps> Gail, I think it's time I told you the truth about this little road trip of ours. I'm not here to attend my ten-year high school reunion. I'm actually here to... Document the existence of the ancient past monster, a.k.a. Bobo, and prove once and for all that the monster you came face-to-face -face with as a kid was real! <gasps> um, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Isn't it cute how we finish each other's... What? Why are you staring at me like that? Hmm? Never mind. Are we going to edit and upload the footage to YouTube? You think I'm going to take a trip back to my hometown, explore the origins of my personal demons, record footage of and possibly capture a giant anteater cryptid, and not upload a well-edited version of the events to YouTube? Right. Dumb question. So what does Bobo the Monster Anteater like to eat? That, Gail is why we need to pick up some more Pop-Tarts. Oh, hey there! I'm Barb! Can I help you two? Yeah, we're here for the Ancient Past Class of 2012 10-year reunion. A little early, aren't you? What? The reunion doesn't start until 8 tomorrow. You're more than welcome to stay and help set up if... Oh... Wait a sec. Now I remember you. You're the little karate boy. Excuse me, he's a karate man. Oh, I'm sure he is. 
Are you also an Ancient Pass alumni? Nope. Just here to support my full-grown karate man, husband, Randy Dunning. Do you know he also makes art from reclaimed junk? Well, that's nice. It is nice. He made a little cowboy turtle with nothing but a bunch of old nuts and bolts. Cow. Hey everyone, Pacific here with a quick ad break and a reminder. Ad-free episodes are available at our Patreon at patreon.com slash scp underscore pod. And now, back to our show. This time, it's definitely recording. I think. Listen up, sheeple. This is Randy Dunning. Unofficial agent number B. Agent number A. Yeah, agent number B. What? Why is it your agent number if it's just letters? Because it would sound weird if they called some agent letter BR or whatever. Uh, speaking of sounds weird... Did I just hear a freaking ghost? It wasn't a ghost. If it wasn't a ghost, then why did I hear someone say, you need to get out of here, in a spooky, spectral-like way? Because you didn't. You're telling me there's an anteater monster named Bobo, but there's no way I heard a ghost? (laughs) Okay. Ghosts are just folklore and fairy tales. Bobo is a real-life, failed government experiment who deserves to be captured, researched upon, and possibly killed for what they've done to me. Do I need to play the footage back for you? Because I'll do it. I just think... Okay, fine. There's a ghost too. See? Told ya. When the video comes back, Randy and Gail have entered SCP... Otherwise known as the Trophy Hall. SCP... ...is a long hallway flanked on either side by glass display cases containing trophies and framed photographs of strangers who did some shit at some point in the past and now they remain stuck here, trapped by nicknames and faceless blurs on fading pictures. Disembodied arms raised in triumph, forgotten entities frozen in the long hallway of ancient past celebrations... Depending on the perspective from which you're standing, the trophy hall can appear to extend forever. And for some, it does just that. For more information, please refer to SCP's permanent record. Want to see something cool? Uh, yeah, I am always down to see something cool. Brandy leans against the glass display case and taps his finger in the direction of a debate team trophy. You can tell it's a debate team trophy because there's a little gold plastic man on top wagging his finger. See that? (laughs) Your principal's name was Terry Christmas. Yeah, Terry Christmas. Are you you not hearing it? Hearing what? Never mind. Did you get to the part about me yet? Oh, babe! Randy Dunning, debate team equipment manager, state champions. I didn't know you were like a, a celebrity around here. What can I say? In ancient past, people know the name... Randy freaking Dunning. 
Brian and Brad McCorkle. Someone said the Karate Boy was back in action past. I would have bet my life that you'd never show your face in this town again. <laughs> and a good thing I didn't, right? Because I'd be dead right now. Full disclosure, the Chuck Norris we agreed to not kick other kids contract expires at age 18. So I'm free to do whatever the fuck I gotta do. Chill, Karate Boy. We come in peace. Yeah. So what are you guys filming? None of your business, Brian. We're here to find the ancient past monster. Bobo. I haven't thought about Bobo in years. But after what happened to you, Randy, I'm sure you still think about Bobo all the time. She probably haunts your dreams. Might be giving you some waking nightmares, too. You're at home. Seeing you're all safe. You close the medicine cabinet. There's something standing behind you. It's Bobo. You're asleep at night. All snuggled up and comfy under your blankets and sheets. Then you feel the weight of a stranger sitting at the end of your bed. It's Bobo. <laughs> Remember when he claimed he could read wingdings? Who, Bobo? No, Randy. He can read wingdings. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember you. Because I didn't go to this school. Brian, Brad, this is my partner, Gail. You two seem perfect for each other. Thanks. We are. You know, now that I think about it, I do remember hearing someone talking about seeing an overturned trash can outside the cafeteria. Might be worth checking out. That does sound like some shit Bobo would do. Guys, to be honest, at first I thought you were just fucking with me, but I want to thank you. First for your honesty, and second for your bravery in bringing this information to me. Oh yeah, yeah. Anything for another action alone. Randy starts to walk away, but then turns back to them, crosses his arms into an X, and makes a chopping gesture over his crotch. Suck it! What? Nothing. I said, go my thing. Look. Bobo droppings. That's a rock. No. Wait, you're right. That's poop. That's a Bobo boo-boo, and that means this is the spot. Start stomping on Pop-Tarts. Once we get a nice, even distribution, we're gonna want to get it nice and wet. Still have those extra root beers on you? Uh, always. Good. Dump them out. Like this? Perfect. We need it to be movie theater floor sticky in here. Got it. Once it's sticky, the ants will come. And once the ants come, Bobo will come. And when Bobo comes, <laughs> we got him. How long is this supposed to take? Depends. She'll only come out at night. She's a lean... After two hours, Randy and Gail still wait in heavy silence with no sign of anything. Until... we give it five more <gasps> what was that Bobo <gasps> ah, it's Bobo <gasps> the good news is that anteaters have the least amount of teeth of any animal they're tied with a lot of other animals at zero 
The bad news is that anteaters do have these huge, razor-sharp claws, and their tongues have bones, and they use their tongue like a tripod. They stick it in the ground, lift themselves up, and then spin around, claws out, just absolutely, like, ripping the shit out of everything. Like a tornado punch? Exactly. And they can also flick their tongues in and out 150 times per minute, and- Do you know everything about anteaters? A. I work in a pet store. B. I've been subscribing to zoo books since before I could say the word hippopotamus. Okay. Fair point. And anteaters can move at speeds up to and including 35 miles per hour. And... Ah! Oh, they can do the tongue thing. They can do the tongue thing. Brandy and Gail take refuge in the women's restroom. The camera catches a glimpse of orange patchy fur as it passes between the crack of the stall door. The camera then pans downward to reveal a pair of Doc Martens standing just beyond the stall door. The noise can be heard coming from somewhere outside the bathroom. to Anxion Pass for a reason, right? You told me you came here to eat some brown sugar Pop-Tarts and reveal the truth about Bobo. And Randy, we are all out of brown sugar cinnamon Pop-Tarts. No. Vetoed. We're leaving. I'm not going anywhere until I get you a clean, non-blurry shot of Bobo. That kind of footage could be worth two million views. Easy! (sighs) You're right. That would get us a shit ton of views. Probably a ton of clout, too. So much clout! Let's freaking do this! This is Randy the Rando, and today, I'm back here in my hometown to prove to everyone that Bobo the Ancient Past Monster is... Right fucking here, Randy Dunning. You never should have come back to Ancient Past! <laughs> The camera turns to see a, well, a a shittier version of Bobo entering the room. This faux Bobo is less than a third of the size of the previous Bobo, and it's painfully obvious that this is just a guy in an old horse mascot head. But Randy immediately hurls a throwing star at faux Bobo, and it lands just under his right clavicle. Oh, Dunning, you fucking dick! It's the big Bobo! Oh my god! 
The camera shakes as a nine-foot-tall anteater enters the frame. Without hesitation, the creature slashes Fobobo across his belt line. Fobobo's fake mascot head falls off to reveal the sweaty, terrified, purple-tinted face of Brian McCorkle. His mouth pulls wide from ear to ear, and for a moment, it appears as if he's going to smile. But instead, he just regurgitates a mouthful of dark blood on his chest as his guts unfurl out onto the tile floor. F0734-7 then proceeds to devour Brian. First, by wrapping its spiny tongue around Brian's bloody neck. Then, slowly inhaling Brian head first into its long snake-like snout. And I mean <laughs> As Brian's body moves its way further into Bobo's digestive system, his screams become indistinguishable from the crunching cacophony of Bobo chewing Brian's bones. Faster, Randy. I think Bobo has the zoomies. I'm slow. I can't run any faster. At the end of the hallway, a door opens. A figure motions to Randy and Gail. In here. Come on. It's Barb from earlier. You remember her. Wait. Wait for me. Don't shut it. Bobo! Here she comes. Watch out, karate boy. She'll chew you up. Oh, here she comes. You two head down this hallway and through those double doors. That'll take you out the backside of this school. Loop around the parking lot and get the hell out of this town. What are you going to do? Tonight, for the first time in ten years, I'm going to feel something. I'm going to fight a nine-foot-tall monster anteater. I wouldn't if I were you. I know what she can do. She's deadly. She could rip you apart. Mind over matter. Come on out, Bobo. Yeah. Remember me? It's me, Barbara Greenwald, colloquially known as your worst nightmare. Nice. Let's get out of here. When the video continues, the footage is shaky and unwatchable, just four feet running across a field of dry, dead grass. But then... Hey, stop. It's Brad McCorkle. He's holding a bloody mascot costume head. What did you do to Brian? What? Just gotta catch my breath. One second. Where's my brother? The old Mr. Horse Yours costume was covered in blood. Everything is covered in blood, including this stupid little throwing star. What did you do? Uh, to quote Superman, don't start no shit, won't be no shit, Brian. I'm Brad. Brian is my brother. <clears throat> okay. First off, my frickin' bad. You both have the same stupid face. And second, we are not the reason that your brother is dead. 
What are you saying? It was Bobo. So he is dead? Back the fuck up, Brad. I said back up! Randy centers himself and then shuffles forward before clumsily delivering a sidekick, or what is more commonly known as the Sweet Chin Music. A confirmed finishing move, made popular by WWE legend Shawn Michaels, a.k.a. the Heartbreak Kid. It connects hard with Brad's dumb face. Randy and Brad both fall to the ground. It doesn't register at first, but after a moment, they realize they're sinking. Quick, Sam! No, 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 I'm stuck. Gail, help! Just stand up. Ah! Go get the biggest stick you can find. It's really not that big of a deal. Randy and Brad continue to sink into the Missouri dirt. It is a big deal. Did y'all not have quicksand where you grew up? <gasps> no. Never. <gasps> Hang on! Gail leaves to find a stick, but by the time she returns, Brad has been completely swallowed up by the quicksand. Where's Brad? He's gone. I can still feel him squirming in the mud below me, but he's gone. Listen, Gail, I need you to get me out of here. I can't get stuck here. This can't be it. Grab this stick. No. No. It's way too small. It'll just break. Just try. Oh, shoot. You're going to have to grab my hand and pull me out. I'm not strong enough. That's bullshit. You're the strongest person I know. Aww. But seriously, put down the camera and pull me out. Oh, right, 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 right. Here. Randy manages to extend one mud-covered hand. Gail intertwines their fingers and digs her heels in. With one slimy flump, looking like the world's largest piece of shit, Randy slides out of the pit of quicksand and onto Gail. Randy and Gail are back in their van with the healing black asphalt humming beneath them. Randy, I'm glad you were able to overcome the monsters from your childhood, but I don't think we'll be coming back to Ancient Pass anytime soon. Yeah, fuck this place. What happened in Ancient Pass should stay in Ancient Pass. Hard agree. Want to give me one more smile before I turn this thing off? Oh, there's my mud-covered karate man. Thanks for getting me out of there, Gail. I never would have survived without you. Additional files associated with Liminal Realm SCP-2-F-E-K-A-F include SCP-8680 and SCP-0508. Item number SCP-0508 Object Class None Special Containment Procedures Ignoring emails, texts, or Facebook messages from old high school acquaintances. Due to the incorporeal nature of SCP-0508, physical containment is not possible, but they can be temporarily stunned by illuminating them in bright light. Known for Fixing wholesale and retail prices for their products oversaturating sales markets and misrepresenting potential earnings to prospective distributors. Also brainwashing, wholesale cannibalism, and general vampirism. Description 
SCP-0508 is a collective financial hive mind of shadow beings, known as Emalimas, or simply by the initial MLM. In its true form, SCP-0508 appears to be a shadow, but they will more often than not be in possession of a host body, actively puppeteering their movements. Not unlike the Brad Bird cinematic classic, Ratatouille. Research and analysis has determined that for an Amalama to be able to assume control of their victim, they must first gain knowledge of the potential host victim's name. SCP-0508 will then slowly begin to absorb their victims into what is known as a downline. What exactly draws victims into the Amalama's downline is unclear. The phenomenon can be endlessly described, but never truly explained. Energy and resources harvested from each Emalama's downline will be fed upward through a neurological chain to an unknown Alpha Emalama. Addendum PP, Document 0508-1, Email Correspondence. The following email transcript was obtained from this and other incantations like it are used to lure unsuspecting vulnerable potential victims. Date from to subject line Hey girl, hey body of email Hey boss babe, I saw you were recently laid off so I wanted to reach out to you with a once in a lifetime opportunity. How would you like to start making real money while working from home and doing what you love? I recently became a consultant with Ali Oils, and it's been amazing. Sun with sunglasses emoji. We sell great products like and is financial independence on your calendar this holiday weekend? Fireworks emoji. Message me anytime for more about this exciting new opportunity. Shocked face emoji. Hourglass emoji. End of transcript. Once thought to be a creation of the Global Occult Coalition, or GOC, the Amalamas are now known to have ancient extraterrestrial origins. All previously considered links to the GOC have been updated as inconclusive. But I mean... Come on, the GOC wasn't that bad of a first guess. We don't always get the stuff right. We're only after all. As of this recording, the number of humans possessed by Imalamas in the continental US alone is estimated to be at almost 26 million, or roughly 8% of the total population. That may not sound like much, but just imagine all those people sitting in a theater watching your movie. It'd be pretty crowded. SCP-0508 will often use the influence of its hive mind to spread misinformation across human communication channels. Within the confused chaos of this dark abyss, Amalamas will not only survive, but thrive. The agency must remain intentionally vigilant in our efforts to verify all incoming information. In 1979, a mobile task force led by Foundation agents Jenkins and Lemire 
managed to track SCP-0508 to an abandoned strip mall in Detroit, Michigan. Addendum MLM, document 0508-7, vintage audio file. Using multiple pocket spotlights, aka flashlights, the MTC was able to stun and subsequently trap the Amalama. Then, after determining it was safe for travel, they transferred the Amalama into the back of a reinforced container truck, where it would be temporarily held until it could be moved into a permanent residence at site A former foundation facility in When they arrived at the container truck was filled with nothing but leggings and essential oils. And when questioned about the Amalama's whereabouts, Agent Jenkins deflected the conversation into a discussion about how they could help the guards become their own bosses. Item number SCP-8680 Object Class Class E as Hell Special Containment Procedures Upon request, SCP-8680 is to be given top-notch boarding accommodations either at Foundation Site or in the super-secret room located in the nearest Masonic Lodge. They know which room. Description SCP-8680 is currently a spectral entity attached to a size 9 stone ring. The ring itself is made from a rare mineral known as Celsifite. Engraved into the face of the ring is a square and compass and the letter G. From 1642 to 1727, SCP-8680 lived as a revolutionary physicist and mathematician. SCP-8680 is historically known for establishing the three laws of motion, inventing the modern telescope, displaying extreme narcissism and habitual line-stepping. Additionally, SCP-8680 is a long-standing member of the secret society known as the Fraternal Order of Free and Accepted Masons, or simply, the Freemasons. SCP-8680 is the ghost of Sir Isaac Newton. Notice of Sir Isaac Newton's death would be published on April 1st, 1727, making it the first official April Fool's Day joke on record. And a banger at that. Because actually, upon his passing from the physical realm, Newton had his soul attached to a physical inanimate object through a process known 
as transmigrational grounding. The phrase, to stay grounded, is a coded reference to a secret Masonic reincarnation ritual. Chosen Freemasons will have their passing souls ground or attached to artifacts and objects made from celsified. Freemasons think this is some big secret they've been hiding for centuries. But haha, guys, we already know. Steve told us. That guy spilled the beans on... Celsified, reincarnation, flat earth, dimensional jumping, y'all's secret pancake recipes, reverse chiseling, everything. In 1992, the foundation attempted a full-scale, old-school Illuminati-style infiltration of the Masonic Brotherhood. Undercover agents were dispatched to Masonic lodges across the world. Many failed the mission by either fumbling their fingers on a Masonic handshake test or by incorrectly answering a Masonic catch question. But Agent operating under the codename Adam Pumpernickel, successfully managed to gain entry to the Grand Lodge of Missouri by telling a relatable yet hilarious joke about Masonic life. I believe it went something like, Knock, knock. Who's there? Water. Water who? What are you traveling for? I am in search of more light, brother. Same as I. Then why didn't you knock three times? You almost scared the shit out of me. I don't get it, but the Freemasons loved that shit. During his time inside of the Grand Lodge of Missouri, Agent managed to obtain the following audio before he was discovered by Mason guards. When his body was returned to Foundation site, his left breast had been torn open. His heart had been removed. His throat was cut from ear to ear, and his tongue was torn out by its roots. Addendum G, Document 74742. Masonic Sting New Final Mix 7.mp3. Without a doubt, I knew the scrub had somehow managed to plagiarize my unpublished secret work. For years, I'd been developing my own version of calculus, and now suddenly, he was claiming that he'd developed a calculus? And the bastard claimed that he'd never even heard of my secret research. And that I, Sir Isaac Newton, probably just plagiarized his recently published and widespread work. It's ridiculous, man. Truly. He's damn lucky I was the president of the Royal Society, or we wouldn't have even listened to his appeal on the matter. What an absolute fucker. And then, 321 years later, it happened again. I'm in a cinema with my late guardian, Dave Thomas. Yes, THE Dave Thomas. Dave and I were ready to enjoy Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, when a trailer for another film played on the screen. Something called Encino Man, starring Brendan Frazier, Sean Astin, and Pauly Shore, and written by my former colleague, George Zaloom, and his current cohort, Sean Sheps. Or at least that's what they want you to believe. Because in reality, the film Encino Man had been written by me, Sir Isaac Newton, it was an epic tale about my struggle to find my place in the modern world. 
on the page, Brendan Fraser's character of Link was nothing more than a thinly-veiled Sir Isaac Newton self-insert. Queezing the juice wasn't just a silly bit about drinking straight from the tap. It was an homage to a very special moment shared between Dave and I. A moment I'd carefully crafted into a script. A script that years before I'd given to my good friend George Zalume for notes. I trusted him. George had been over for dinner at Wendy's. We... Wait a sec. Adam Pumpernickel. Is that a fucking wire you're wearing, you son of a bastard? Masonic Temple guards storm in and apprehend Adam Pumpernickel. Six months later, a USB drive containing this audio clip arrived at Foundation site inside the hollowed-out mouth of now-deceased Foundation agent. We believe it to be a warning. Further investigations into Freemasonry, Sir Isaac Newton, Emailamas, Bobo the Monster Anteater, and Liminal Realm SCP-2-FE-K-A-F have been suspended until further notice. This week's episode is brought to you by our patrons. Joining us this week was Parker Dotto, Bryonitic, Nathan Logston, Lane, Athena Schwartz, Tristan Culp, Catherine Drake, Temporary Reality Pierce, Zippy Whippy, Jeremy Alls, Echo, Violet Bradbury, Matt Griselda, Lash Kazan, Teal Scott, Roth Gadel, Kaiju Thulu, Axquatch, and Echo, a different one. SCP-2-F-E-K-A-F Bobo was written by Jeremy Ellett. Our narrator was Atticus Jackson. Reporter Ann Jenkins was Brandon Nguyen. Randy, Trailcam Watcher, and Radio Ad One was Zane Schacht. Gail was Lauren Grace Thompson. Brad and Radio Ad Two was Jesse Hall. Barb and MLM was Russ Montanez. Brian and Newton was Josh Rubino. And Lemire was Pacific Obadiah. Our dialogue was assembled by Jesse Hall, and our sound designer was Travis McMaster. Our music was done by Matt Roy Berger, and our theme song was done by Tom Rory Parsons. I'm your showrunner, Pacific S. Obadiah, and our producers are Tom Owen and Brad Miska. And this is a Bloody FM show. For more information, visit bloody.fm. <laughs>